You're listening to Hawk Talk with former Seahawks wide receiver Michael Bumpus. At the 10-yard line, second and eight. Three wide receivers now in motion as Bumpus left to right. Julius Jones with single setback. Matt Pumpfakes looking to the goal line. He throws it into the end zone. Touchdown, Seahawks! It's Michael Bumpus with a diving catch in the end zone. A 10-yard touchdown reception for Bumpus, and the kid out of Washington State has found himself a place on this team. Powered by Seahawks.com. What up, 12s? I'm Michael Bumpus along with Nasa Chobie. This is Hawk Talk Preview Edition Week 9. The Seahawks hit the road and they head over to Buffalo to play the 6-2 Bills. But before we get into it, here's NASA with the injury update. Thanks, Bump. Uh, definitely feeling a lot better this week about the health of this football team. The running back room was absolutely decimated by injuries last week. Chris Carson, Carlos Hyde, Travis Homer. But head coach Pete Carroll gave some updates on how those guys are recovering. Uh, we'll see Chris on on Friday and see how he looks. We're gonna give him till till Friday to see what what we can find out. Uh, it doesn't look like Carlos is gonna make it. Um, still, we gotta take care of the hamstring. So, uh, um, you know, we brought in Alex Collins to help us out if we need it. Um, he's on the practice squad right now, and we'll see how he, he how he works today. Um, for sure, it looks like uh, Homer is back, ready to go. That really helps us. Um, so. Uh, DJ did a nice job last week. He and Homer, if they if they handle it, we'll be in good shape. And um, if we have an opportunity uh, to get Chris back out there, we'll do that for sure. On the defensive side, cornerback Shaquille Griffin is still recovering from his concussion and hamstring injury and was held out of practice on Wednesday, but still hopeful that he will be able to play on Sunday. But the biggest news of the week is the return of all-pro safety Jamal Adams. Um, he's practicing today. He's full go. I'm really excited to tell you that, that he's, he's gotten all the way to the point. He was so close last week and would have had a chance last week. We couldn't quite get, it, get caught up, but uh, he's ready to go and pumped, and we are too. Really looking forward to it. All right, Bump, make sure to stay current with all what's happening in the Pacific Northwest at MyNorthwest.com, your source for local news, in-depth analysis, weather, and traffic, and stay connected to all your favorite teams at 710sports.com with in-depth Seahawks coverage all season long. You said it, the Buffalo Bills 6-2 and two, taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Who's next? Who's next? It's the Buffalo Bills. They're 6-2, first place in the AFC East. When's the last time you said the Buffalo Bills are in first place in the AFC East? It don't happen. We ain't seen that in a long time. That's what, the 90s? Something yeah, like I was a child, man. We're talking about Ken Griffey Jr. I was, a, I was a little kid in the 90s, man. It's been a minute. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute. Now, they've beaten the... New York Jets twice. They beat the Dolphins, the L.A. Rams, the Vegas Raiders, the New England Patriots, but they lost to the Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. Their two losses are against pretty good teams. Now, you look at their wins, the Jets twice. We know how we feel about the Jets. Uh, Miami looks like they're getting they're better. Starting, Miami's yeah. turning the corner. New England Patriots, I just don't believe in them anymore. Poor Cam, poor Belichick. <laughs> so, again, another week where I'm kind of like, okay, this is a good football team. But are they a good football team? It's hard to tell. Yeah, the 6-2 and two record, like you said, the Jets, we can throw that out the window. Miami, I'm slowly starting to kind of believe that they're going to fight the Bills in that AFC East. And, you know, they, the we see Miami put the beat the brakes off of the Rams. Um, yep. They whooped up on the Niners before they were completely injured. So they're, they're kind of okay. And, obviously, the Rams are a decent team. And then the Raiders are playing decently. So it's, it's hard to tell looking at their schedule. But this last week – the Patriots, man, they're they're that is not the New England Patriots we're used to seeing. So they get beat again. Uh, game came down to the wire. The Patriots 
had a chance to tie the game. They drove 12 plays, oh, 65 yards down to the Buffalo 19-yard line. And you Patriots fans, you're probably feeling sick over this play. Short motion by Myers. The snap, Newton. He's going to run it to the left. Cap turns upfield across the 15. Newton lost it. Fumbled. Fumbled oh at the 12-yard line. And the Bills recover. The Bills have recovered. Marlowe for Buffalo. Diving toward the loose ball. And he comes away with it as Cam Newton lost a handle well within field goal range, running to the Buffalo 12-yard line with 31 seconds to go. And that was just a killer because they had a chance to win the game. They're at the minimum, they had time on the clock that maybe they go win a game with a touchdown inside the red zone. At the very least, you think they can kick a field goal. It doesn't happen. The Patriots fall to 2-5 and five on the season. First time since Tom Brady's rookie year that they had a 2-5 and five record and lost four games in a row, man. It's, it's rough down in New England. I know, I know we're focusing on the Bills, but I feel bad for Cam Newton, man. He mm. just can't get right. He's I'm just calling Mr. Can't Get Right this year. He yep. cannot figure this thing out. Ball security, job security, Belichick's going through something he's never been through. Uh, but it is what it is. Let's talk about these Bills. Now, Josh Allen had an average performance, 11 for 18, 154 yards, one touchdowns. But where they got it going was on the ground. The Bills had 198 rush yards three rushing touchdowns, and I think this is the formula for this team. Earlier in the season, Josh Allen, MVP candidate, doing Mm -hmm. all this stuff. Okay, after like week four, teams start to figure you out, and now you got to be a quarterback. And he hasn't had the production that we saw early. This is the recipe for this team. Have him throw it 20 to 25 times, hand the ball off to your running backs, take shots to Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley when you have the opportunity. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think I think they need to have balance in their offense, definitely. Like you said, I think people got a little carried away with the MVP talks with Josh Allen early on. And even in the Jets game, so they beat the Jets 18-10, to 10, but they kicked like six field goals. It was an ugly yeah. game. We know that the Jets football team's like. And in that game, Allen threw the ball 43 times. And then you fast forward to last Sunday, he only threw it 18 times. They relied on the run game. So that's definitely something I think that they need to do to have any kind of success against the Seahawks. It's going to be tough because we're getting against the run, but – like you said, that's got to be the formula because him sitting back there, especially in Buffalo with the weather and all that stuff, trying to throw the ball over 40 times is not going to be a recipe for success for them. Not for them, but it should be for the Hawks. Don't matter what the weather is. I say let Russell do his thing. He's going to toss that thing all across the field. Now, head-to-head comparison. You look at these stats. The Bills don't excel at anything, but they're average at a lot of things. Those are the scary teams because that tells me there are days where they will light up the scoreboard and the defense will hold it down. And then there are days where they won't light up the scoreboard and defense will give up a bunch of points. They're just not consistent right now. Rush defense, they're 26th in the NFL. Is this the, the game that the Hawks get their run game going and Russell Wilson doesn't lead the charge as the leading rusher on the team? Uh, you know, I hope so. I think we saw DJ Dallas kind of get his feet wet last week. Uh, definitely hoping Chris Carson's back. Uh, Travis Homer has another week to stay healthy. Who knows about Carlos Hyde? Hopefully he can come back. We'll wait and see on that. But, I mean, the proof's in the pudding right there. I mean, 26 rush defense in the NFL. We know we have the best offense, but it would be nice to see us get an opportunity because, like you said, that's probably the worst thing that they do is a rush defense. Everything else, like yeah. you mentioned, is just is average. I mean, total offense, they're 13th with 370 yards a game. Uh, rush offense, uh, tied for 19th. Pass offense, 10th. Points per game, 19th. So they don't do anything super well, but they do just enough to win ballgames. And they don't cause turnovers. 
They are minus one in the turnover differential situation. So that is good for the Hawks. On paper, head-to-head comparison, the Hawks should be able to get this done. But you know this game. This is the NFL. They got some guys, some balls over there as well. So now let's get into our next segment, Know Your History. Know Your History. So the Seahawks and the Bills, they haven't played as much as other teams, as you'd imagine, being in AFC East. Seahawks lead the all-time series 8-5. to They won their last two meetings. Now, their last meeting, consequently, was almost four years ago this week. It was uh, November 7, 2016 on Monday Night Football. Definitely a weird game. Came down to the final drive. I don't know if you guys remember. Uh, Richard Sherman had a pick, and him and Rex Ryan got into it on the sideline a little bit with John action. Then there was a block kick that people thought the Seahawks should have got a roughing. The kicker call didn't happen. Bills drive all the way down the Seahawks' eight-yard line. Tyrod Taylor got sacked on third and Eight by Cliff Averill. Then his fourth down pass fell incomplete. But just another note for people forget, for all those Jimmy Graham haters, he was low-key balling that day. He was eight <laughs> receptions, 103 yards, two touchdowns. Both of them were one-handed, highlight reel-type catches. People forget that Jimmy Graham leads almost every tight end category all-time in Seahawks history. So it wasn't all bad. Calm down, 12s. I know you're going to get mad at me. Everyone wants to hate on Jimmy Graham. Wasn't all bad. Um, but also, it was just kind of a reminder of where where our run game is gone, right? It was Marshawn Lynch. It was amazing. And then it came down. Bump. They won that football game. Tyler Lockett was the leading rusher with one carry for 13 Goodness. yards. Team rush for 33 <laughs> yards on the night. Christian Michael had five carries for one yard. Wow, I don't miss those days. <laughs> there have not. been darker days. <laughs> 12s remember that and I, I thank you for pointing out jimmy graham i know everyone jimmy he didn't do this jimmy's not a blocking tight end he nope. never was a blocking tight end he came to seattle expect expecting him to block was not the key this is what you want him to do catch touchdowns that's what he did and as far as the run game goes whenever you get young tyler Lockett, number 16 leading your team uh that's not a good look so the run game isn't where it used to be but it ain't there anymore. It ain't, what, 2016 where Tyler Lockett is leading the team in rushing with one carry for 13 yards. So that was Know Your History. Let's go around the NFC West. What's the word in the West? Where my soldiers at? West side. Where my soldiers at? West side. And the Seahawks are the NFC West champs again. What's the word in the West on Hawk Talk? The word in the West, the Seattle Seahawks are standing at the top six to one, looking down on all these peasants. Arizona's <laughs> five and two. The Rams are five and three. Took care of the Niners. They are four and four. So they're by themselves. Now the Cardinals had a bye. So we'll see what they do this week. But right now, we're feeling good. The main thing about last week was you can't go 0-2 in the division. And they took care of business. Let's talk about these 49ers. Oh, though, my goodness. The Niners are and going through it right now, man. You mentioned it like you kind of feel bad for him, but you kind of don't. You got Jimmy out with another high ankle sprain. George Kittle broke a bone in his foot. Uh, Mostert is out. Coleman got knocked out of that game. I feel bad for the 49ers, but I ain't mad that the Hawks' defense was laying dudes out. Pettis knocked Pettis out the game. Mm-hmm. I know you, Dub guy. You guys love him out here. But this football, it's a violent game, and it seemed like the Hawks got back to that violent style of play. They were just playing physical. There was no dirty plays out there. They were just playing nope. physical. Bobby Wagner was in Jimmy Garoppolo's face all game. Uh, the secondary from the jump, uh, Quandre Diggs, first play of the game, comes down downhill, knocks somebody out. I mean, the Seahawks were playing physical. You never want to see injuries for the Niners. But my goodness, Bump, I mean, they – I'm not going to say it because they're they're, it's the National Football League. Kyle Shanahan's a great coach, but it is looking 
bad for the Niner fans out there, man. I, I honestly I don't know what to tell them. And they have to play on Thursday night football, and there's some COVID stuff. It's just it's a bad deal for the Niners, man. I think that might be the final nail in the coffin for the people down in Santa Clara. Yep, Santa Clara, y'all hold tight. Now about these Rams, man. The Rams lost to Miami. If you just look at the stat sheet, you look at the numbers, you're like, oh, yeah, the Rams won this easily, even with the turnovers. They got it done. But no, they take an L to the Miami Dolphins, and it's all about turning the ball over. And Miami's defense got two scores and a score on special teams. You've been a coach. I've been a coach. You score on defense. You score on special teams. You're probably going to win this football game. It doesn't matter what you do offensively. If you score three times on defense just alone or three times on defense special teams, you're definitely going to win the game. I mean, these stats are – like, if they don't make sense. Honestly, I'm scratching my head. The Rams had 31 first downs. Miami had eight. Eight. <laughs> For the game. Uh, the Rams gained 472 yards total offense. Dolphins, 145. Rams throw for 340. Dolphins had 90. <laughs> I mean, time of possession, 36, 23. It's, I mean, it just makes no sense. But like you said, I mean, turnovers. It's all about the ball. And when you don't take care of it, that's why Pete Carroll preaches that. This is what happens. Now, Bump, tell me about Jared Goff, man. He, he throws for 355 yards, but he turns the ball over four times. Like What, what is his deal, man? Uh, he can't handle the pressure, man. There's something about this dude that doesn't say, when things get tough, I'm going to grit my teeth. I'm going to look my guys in the eye and say, okay, we're going to battle through this. Something, And especially when you blitz the guy. You send pressure towards Jared Goff. He gets happy feet. He just wants to let the ball go. He looks like you're your quarterback in middle school who's had a dope line in front of him all his life. And then he gets, he plays on varsity football and he's seeing some blitzes. He doesn't know what to do. He gets happy feet and he lets it go. So he's still a mystery. The talent is there. You see the talent dude Mm -hmm. can throw the ball. He can slang it good for him, but he just can't handle the pressure. I don't know what it is about this guy. What's the next step? I don't know, man. You tell me, you got any answers to that? It doesn't make sense to me because like you said, the talent is there. Sean McVay is an incredible offensive mind. They've done it. The, in 2018, when they were rolling, they were gonna, no one's going to tell them nothing. They were blowing past everybody offensively. Sean McVay's this big genius. Jared Goff is looking like he's going to be that guy, and he got paid like that guy. It's just weird to me because one day he'll come out and he'll just be like, man, that's the Jared Goff that they paid. And then, like, last Sunday, you're just scratching your head like, who is that? It's it's honestly a mystery, but just because we're talking about this, you know what Jared Goff we're going to see when we play the Rams. You know it's <laughs> going to be the good Jared Goff because they always give us problems, always. He's he's always ready to go. All right, now let's talk about some matchups in our man-up segment. Hey, who man is this? Who man is this? Man up, man up, man up, man up on Hawk Talk. All right, we're talking about the Bills in the number one matchup this weekend. You can't look anywhere past the quarterback position, and that's Josh Allen. So Josh Allen taking on the Seahawks defense. And the thing about Josh Allen, man, is people are going to say some stuff about this man, and I'm just going to put this out there without actually saying it. He's not sneaky fast. He's not sneaky athletic, okay? <laughs> Code word. He is Code. just a good athlete. The man is 6'5", 237 pounds, and he can hurt you with his arms and his legs. Uh, kind of looking at the numbers here, he's 18 of 186 of 277 for 2,172 yards, 16 touchdowns, just five picks. And I mentioned his legs, 58 carries, 227 yards, and four rushing touchdowns. So, this dude can play. I mean, he, he'll, he'll make some mistakes, but he's a good athlete, and he's going to be a big challenge for the Seahawks defense. Dude got talent. 
say what you want. The dude has talent. Now, he started off the season with three games. He threw over 300 yards and had 10 touchdown passes. That's when everyone's saying, look out, he might be MVP. And he was in the race. You can't ignore the numbers. He was in the race. But since then, he's cooled down. Um, he has thrown a touchdown pass in the last two games. In the last four games, he's thrown as many interceptions as touchdowns. That is four. That is, what is this, his second year or his third year? Third year. Third year. Okay, so this is the maturation of a quarterback, right? When you are drafted to a team, you're expected to lead the charge. It's going to take most guys three or four years to figure this thing out. He has shown glimpses of that. Now, he's completing 67% of his passes. QB rating is 104. That ranks 10th in the NFL. That ain't bad. He's not no. a bad quarterback. He's not a Russell Wilson. He's not Pat Mahomes. He's not Tom Brady. He's not Drew Brees. But this guy is dangerous. If you if you blitz him and you play man and he can maneuver out of that blitz, he can scamper down the field for 15, 20 yards and make things happen. Oh, yeah. No, the, the dude, like we said, he's incredibly athletic. He'll The thing that impressed me the most about him is he'll stand in the pocket. No, even when pressure's coming, he'll still sit there and take a hit. And he's yeah. the guy that's going to take chances. He will throw the ball up to his weapons and give them a shot to make plays. And if you don't get home when you blitz, it's going to be a long day, as well as if you let him get outside the pocket. Now, he's not the prototypical. He's not Lamar Jackson. He's yeah. not any of those, he's not Kyler Murray, but you still have to be incredibly disciplined from your defensive ends and that Leo position to keep him in the pocket. He one thing I'll say about him, he has had some accuracy issues. I kind of watched him film and their losses to Kansas City and some of the other teams they had. There was a little bit of weather action, but he'll miss some throws. But he's still he's still got that talent and every any given snap he has a chance to make a really big play. So he's definitely a key to this game. You mentioned him standing inside the pocket, taking the hit and making the throws. Next matchup, he's going to be throwing to these guys. Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley versus the Seahawks secondary. Diggs is on fire. And I don't mm -hmm. think he's getting enough credit right nope. now, maybe because he's tucked up in Buffalo. 54 receptions, 695 yards, three touchdowns, 12.9 yards per catch. Dude is fast. I'm watching him on film. His understanding on how to move guys and his double moves are so oh. quick. His deceleration, the acceleration is second to none in the league right now. And then you complement that with the little dude in the slot, Beasley, 41 receptions, 94 yards. He's the closest thing to um, oh, the Patriots. Why am I West blanking Walker, on his name? Uh, Wes Welker. Yes, yeah. he's the closest thing to Wes Welker I've seen now. Wes Welker. Another level, probably Hall of Fame. I mm -hmm. get it, but I look at his route running, and Beasley can get it done. Yeah, no, he and he's going to hurt you in the slot, and, that, and that's the thing. And I think uh, depending on what the Seahawks secondary looks like coming into this week, DJ Reed made his a debut last week against his old team, the 49ers, got an interception on his first uh, series with them. But he's going to need to come with it this week too because Beasley's going to get loose in the slot, and it's gonna, definitely going to be one of the tough challenges. And we'll see how the Seahawks uh, secondary improves because we saw what Julian Edelman did to us early in the year when he was getting busy yep. in the slot. So hopefully they can improve on that one. And then coming up next, it's the running backs. Running backs against the Seahawks front seven. Now, you mentioned it earlier. You think this is the formula for the Bills to be a good football team and win football games down the stretch. Now, they got two running backs, Devin Singletary and Zach Moss, the kid out of Utah. Um, they had it going against the the, the Patriots. Uh, Singletary rushed for 14 carries, 86 yards. Zach Moss had 14 carries, 81 yards, two touchdowns. You had a little running, rushing from uh, – Josh Allen, 190 yards, three touchdowns against New England, season high. Now, this isn't something they've done all year. We mentioned they've been throwing the pill a ton. Um, so they're not a run-first team by any means. They're ranking 19th with 108 yards per game. But like you mentioned, they can do some things. Watching film, they don't jump off at you, but the things that they do, it's good. So they have, uh, I think I'm looking blank on his name, their tight end, uh, 
Kyle Croft, I believe is his name, number yep, 81. They, they'll put him in the backfield, and they'll motion him almost every play, and he's essentially a fullback. He's essentially a fullback. He'll do a little bit in the receiving game, but he'll be lead blocking in a lot of plays. So for me, it, they just need to contain it. They don't do anything special, but if you're not disciplined, you're not in the right spot, and you're undercutting blocks and stuff like that, they can have a big day, especially now knowing what they kind of figured out against New England. It'll be interesting to see what they try to do against the Seahawks defense. I wonder if they get Josh Allen more involved in the run game. I believe he had 15 carries last game. A few of them were scrambles. But if I'm the Bills, I'm using him. I'm mm-hmm. using him kind of like how New England tried to use Cam Newton earlier in the year against the Seahawks. Let him read that defensive end. Let him make plays. If he's smart and knows how to get down, I think you use him. Now, Seattle has a ninth, is ninth in the NFL when it comes to rush defense. They just got to keep that going. Next matchup, Russell Wilson versus the Bills defense. Now, in 2019, what were you talking about the Bills? Oh, their defense is fire. Their defense is that. Mm-hmm. They were allowing 298 yards per game. Now, this year, they took a step back. They're averaging, they're giving up 358 yards per game. Perfect for the Seahawks. Hawks are going to put up dang near what? Well, last week was a down week, I guess. The offense looked a little different, uh, around 300 yards, but typically over 400 yards. Every week, I look at the defense. And I try to see, is this a defense that's going to slow Russell Wilson down? You can say last week, the 49ers slowed Russell Wilson down as far as yards. Dude still threw for four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. He, he's still going to get it. It's going to look different. If he's not going to rack up the yards, he's going to be efficient. And I think that he can do this against his football team. They have um, Edmonds, a linebacker, uh, who's not really great in the pass game. He's more of a run game guy. And they have um, to, to very. Uh, Tredavious White, excuse right. me, messing up his name, who is a baller. Now, this kid, he breaks on the football. He's very confident. He's in that 2017 draft class where they had a bunch of corners. He's starting to come into his own. But I still look at this defense, and I say, Russ, just keep doing your thing. Yeah, and the thing about it you look at is, what do they do? You mentioned it. What do they do defensively? I think to even have a shot, you have to try to confuse Russ. So I don't know. Yep. What I've seen on film, if they do enough in terms of moving guys around pre-snap and mixing up their blitz and stuff like that, obviously Leslie Frazier, the defense coordinator for the Bills, is going to have stuff in his in his bag of tricks going up against Russell Wilson. So it'll be interesting to see. But I mean, Russ going to be Russ, man. I mean, yeah, we he's at twenty six touchdowns on the year, just six interceptions, needs four touchdown passes to tie Tom Brady for the most passing touchdown through eight games in NFL history this weekend. As we know, four touchdowns kind of been Russell's sweet spot this year. And also the win on Sunday, Russell will break a tie with Peyton Manning to become the NFL's all-time winningest quarterback in the players' first nine seasons at 93. And obviously there's a lot of season to go, so that record is going to be shattered by Russ. Russ is going to do his thing. All the Bills can hope to do is somewhat contain him. A good day for the Bills would be him throwing 250 yards and maybe two touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They, that's, all, that's all you can do is try to contain. Now, Bump, wide receivers, you mentioned Tredavious White. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, against him and whoever is playing the other corner spot. Josh Norman has been in there, but he's been banged up with a hamstring. They got a couple other DBs in there. Now, Tredavious White is, without question, their best defensive back. 2019, yep. he was a pro ball, first-team all-pro, 58 tackles, six picks in, in, in 2019. So the, the man can play. He's aggressive. Like you mentioned, he'll come downhill. But, boy, he's going up against a different beast this week now. And I'll say it. I've been saying DK Metcalf's superstar. And I've been saying, we've been saying, this is the best tandem in the NFL. Bump, What if, yeah. if, you're, if you're coaching defense, what do you do against these guys? What do you do? You pick one guy to try to take away, but you're just putting pressure on the defense with the other cat. You know, last week, DK did a scene. The week before, Lockett did a scene. 
These two combined have 85 receptions, 1,225 yards, and 14 touchdowns. They are the two leading receivers in the NFL when it comes to touchdowns. Both of them have seven. And it's what I like about these two is they're not hating on each other. No. Uh, DK Metcalf said in the middle of the game, Tyler Lockett goes over to him and says, we're the best duo in the league. While DK is eating and, and Tyler's just chilling. Tyler got the game going up at four receptions, I think 33 yeah. yards. But they understand that, hey, week by week, they're just going to take turns. I'm still now it's been a couple of weeks, but this may be the week where both of them do their thing, mm-hmm. you know, but this receiver combo, you have the big, fast, prototypical outside receiver. And then you have your slot guy who can do it all, who also plays on the outside and can catch the deep football. It's tough. I feel bad for anybody. Actually, I don't feel bad for anybody yeah. who goes against them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you get what you get, but I'm with you. This is the best duo in football right now. Coming into the season, everyone's saying Mike Evans, Godwin, Amari Cooper, Gallup. No one was really mentioning these guys. These guys are forced to be reckoned with. Show some respect. Now, how are they going to get this W? Here's the path to victory. At the 45, waits for the snap. Michael Dixon puts it down. That kick is away. And that kick is good! The Seahawks win! It's good! It's a path to victory on Hawk Talk. Pass to victory. How are the Seahawks going to get this done? Well, I'll tell you how they're going to get it done. Continue dominating 10 a.m. kickoffs, man. The Seahawks, at one point, we've beaten this into the ground. They couldn't do a damn thing at 10 a.m. on their own. You might as well have chalked that up as a loss. I was a part of that. I was a part of that. Oh, my bad. My bad. (laughs) (laughs) Sore wounds there. My bad. My bad. (laughs) But, no, the Seahawks have won 10 straight 10 a.m. kickoffs dating back to 2018. They're 18-6 in the last 24, so they found a way – they travel. It's a two-day trip. They'll travel on Friday. They figured out a way, even through COVID, to kind of keep this going. So just keep that rolling. Keep dominating that time slot. And they have to build off what the defense did last week. It was beautiful watching the stunts on the D-line, seeing Bobby Wagner get after the quarterback. Um, with Jamal Adams hopefully being back this mm-hmm. week, I think they can continue to be aggressive and be creative. That is who they have to be. I, I think the days of sitting back and letting guys pick them apart are over. Be aggressive. Now, you might give up a couple of big plays being aggressive, but guess what? You get the ball the ball back to number three. He has some big plays in him as well. Keep that defense aggressive. Got to. Bobby Wagner is the best blitzing linebacker in the National Football League. I think what we saw, it's finally like he got unleashed, right? Yeah. And we want to keep seeing that. If Jamal's back there, keep him guessing. Got to love it. Now, Josh Allen, man. We talked about him. He's the key to what they do. He can't be comfortable, man. He's going to hurt you with the legs and his arms. And like we mentioned, goes hand in hand. You got to keep the pressure on. You have to. And when you do pressure him, you have to be disciplined in how you do it. You have to be disciplined in your angles, attacking the right hip, keeping him in the pocket. Because once he gets out of the pocket, he can be dangerous. And now they got to contain Diggs and Beasley. Diggs is your, is your deep ball threat. Beasley will work across the middle. He's going to test DJ Reed. DJ Reed, first start, first time being active for the Seahawks. He has a pick. Can he repeat that performance? Doesn't need a pick, but can he just be in the right place at the right time? Now, hopefully, we'll have Shaquille Griffin. I don't know yet. Hopefully, Jamal Adams will return. I don't know yet. But the way this defense played last week encourages me. It keeps me optimistic. Got to control Diggs and Beasley, though. For sure. And we we talked about it, man. I'm not going to use the the terminology that other people use, but just let Russ be great. Just keep great. letting Russ be great. He proves every single week why he's the best quarterback in the National Football League. Don't take the ball out of his hands. Keep letting him do his thing. Let him do his thing. Turnovers. 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 Turn the ball over, defense. If there's one thing you're going to do, you're going to be decent against the run. You're going to turn the ball over. Keep doing that. Be aggressive. 
Prove it. You got to prove it this this week, defense. You did it one week. Let's do it again. Let's go. Got to let them prove it. Come on, D. We need you. Reminder, guys, find complete Seahawks coverage on 710 ESPN Seattle, the 710 ESPN Seattle app, or at 710sports.com, 710 ESPN, the voice of Seattle sports. Bump, let's go 7-1, and one, man. 7-1. and one. Let's get it. The Hawks go east to Buffalo to play the 6-2 and two Bills. This has been real. Hawk Talk Preview Week 9. I'm Michael Bumpus. He's Nash Chobie. We'll holla at y'all next week. Have a good one.